0: Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp.
1: Well, hello, guys. Happy Monday. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. Today is episode 243, and it is June 5th, 2023. So my name is Jen Lowen. For those of you who don't know, I am actually Jeff's older sister. And, um, I actually have hosted a show previously in the past, actually about a year ago. And that was with Monday Martin, but I also hosted a series that we did with Harmony Klingenmeyer. And I know a lot of you who watch the show, you're probably familiar with her. She has such a heart for families and she has a heart for children and growing up, people, growing up families with a kingdom mindset. So I had the great honor of getting to host that series called Kitchen Table Kingdom. So shameless plug. If you have not seen that series, I highly recommend if you're a mama, if you're a papa, if you are a grandparent, if you are any in any capacity, a caregiver taking care of families or children, highly recommend that series. It was honestly, it was wonderful. It's such a blessing to me to get to host and I absolutely loved it. So. Um, I am married to Michael. My husband and I, we actually both work for Elijah list and Michael and I just celebrated our 15th wedding anniversary. So whoop, whoop I know Jeff, um, Jeff and Lauren got married three years after us. That was honestly, that was really great to be a part of that too. So they're celebrating their anniversary coming up this month. And, um, we're just honestly, it was great. Uh, we have two little girls, Annabelle and Evangeline. So they and I also I'm a homeschool mama. So I work behind the scenes, but I also homeschool my kids. And you know, life is life is very busy. So I'm happy to be here. I am going to be filling in for Jeff for today and tomorrow. And I thought it would be really fun to kind of come bearing a gift. I know a lot of you guys who watch the show regularly are, you know, they've you've grown really fond of Jeff. And so I thought this would be a fun little treat for you. I have a picture that I brought with me. Um, this is Jeff and I, when we were, we ones, uh, I was three, I believe I was three in this picture. So Jeff was two, this was probably 1987. It could have been 1988, but I'm pretty sure this is 1987. And as you can see, he's such a cutie, He's just such a tender hearted kid from, from day one. And, um, you can also see why people thought we were twins because we are only 13 months apart. And I'm three, and he is like the same size as me. So um, growing up, people thought we were twins. We definitely had our ups and downs as siblings, but he is he is such a great guy. He's, he's been my buddy just from the beginning, and um, I love him dearly. So I'm happy to fill in for him during this the two days off that he's got. Actually, I think it's more than that, but well-deserved time off. Please do us a solid and make a review. We prefer a positive review, but a review is still a review. All right. So I think that includes all of my housekeeping stuff. Yes, it does. So now I have the great honor of introducing a new guest to you. You guys are familiar with Vinny Harris. He's been on the show a couple of times, but I actually get the honor of introducing his wife. So we, I'm, and I'm actually really looking forward to the topic because when I got their notes, they're talking about Kingdom Family and things like that, very similar to, um what I talked about with Harmony. So it's definitely a topic I love, I enjoy. So I'm looking forward. I think we're going to have a great show today. So we have a husband and wife duo who are worship leaders with Come Up Here. Please join me in welcoming Vinny and Jackie Harris. Hello. Hi. What's up, Jen? <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for Thanks. having me. We've yes. been
2: We've been dancing through every intro and high fiving.
1: I love <laughs> the music when Jeff uh, when Jeff kind of was talking about the idea of doing this sort of like eighties synthwave theme. I was all over that. I personally, my preference, I actually listen to synthwave music. Come on. That is like, oh, I literally love it. That's like, amazing. love it. Um, I grew up with my dad. My dad loves music. And so he introduced us to so many different kinds of music. But my favorite was always that like synth, the synth drums, like the that kind yes. of yes. like Phil Collins when yes. he does that and like love that kind of stuff. So that's so it. Good. And I also let my girls tease me because there's some really great synthwave artists out there and they do what I call the 80s yell singing. That's you funny. might know what I'm talking about. It's like, what? <laughs> kind of like that sort of stuff yeah love
3: it i tell him that he yell sings a lot too so i think i know exactly Quite a what bit. you're talking about
1: well, yell, singing is, yell singing is great yeah and
2: i play the keys mostly with synth stuff as well so oh yeah well, i was, like this conversation
1: yeah it's totally my jam is, i i don't know what it is maybe it is an 80s thing because you know i was born in the 80s and my dad loved listening to that kind of music so it's just I don't know, it's nostalgic maybe, mm-hmm. but it just it strikes a chord for me like emotionally that I just really relate to and love. So That's awesome. Anyway, happy to have you both. So, um, Jackie, you are new to the show. Would you please take a few minutes and introduce yourself to me, to the audience?
3: Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I'm Jackie. I am Vinny's wife of almost nine years. That'll mm-hmm. be Ooh, nine almost years
1: double in, digits.
3: Yeah. Yes. It'll be nine years in October. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also a stay home mom. Um, I homeschool my kids, like you were saying, our kids. We have, um, let's see, we have three kids together that are eight, mm-hmm. eight, six, and five. And then two older ones that are,
2: 13, 13 and 14, and, and 11.
3: 14, and 11. I can't even keep track.
1: So <laughs> um, we got yeah.
3: children and we got a busy house, like you said. And yes,
1: you do. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I know this.
3: Yeah. It's fun. It's it's a lot, but the I actually am a retired hairstylist. The Lord called me to stay home with the kids in 2021. So I'm still kind of like new to the stay home mom thing, but it's been such an amazing Thing to lay down something I love and welcome in what God has for our family because that's what He told me. He said, If you can lay this down, I'm doing something in your family that I want you to be present for. I'm like, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: and you know, I saw that image of like, have you seen that picture of the little girl with the teddy bear and Jesus has like Mm -hmm. a big teddy bear behind Mm -hmm. his back? I kept seeing that. I'm like, okay, Lord, I know you're like so trustworthy and you have good plans. So like, even though I love all my clients and I love the salon and this is amazing, I'll lay it down after I wrestled with him for a few weeks and like, it's opened up a whole new world for Mm -hmm. our family, a whole new pace of life. Like, it's just been a really amazing past two years. Um, and yeah. Just learning a lot about family and God's heart for the family.
1: And it's that, that was actually really similar to my experience. I was a manager with a retail chain and working full-time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and my husband got his job with Elijah list. We were able to kind of transition with him being more the full-time cause he was doing more part-time stuff, him being full-time, me being stay at home part-time. And it was like this really interesting transition of just I almost went through like a decompression process of totally. getting out of that kind of hustle and bustle of having to go, 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 go and perform Yeah, because where I was, was very sales based. So mm-hmm. it, I was constantly performing and then I learned, it took me a while, but I learned to just kind of take those same skills and apply them into my home. Mm-hmm. Not the performing of course, but like just the creating a routine and a structure yeah. and all that stuff and i find that every year i love it more and more yeah and the i had a similar experience too where i felt like the lord when i was praying about it the lord was telling me you're laying a foundation mm-hmm. for something that's going to essentially outlast you it's mm-hmm. going to outgrow you so
3: wow yeah i found that too um when i started staying home and starting to like find a rhythm in our home Mm -hmm. I was utilizing the tools that I had learned in the workplace like how to like create my schedule and how to prepare for the day like and how to organize my time um and yeah I so I totally get that it's been really fun and 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 it's Kind of like evolved as it goes, oh yeah, like you yeah. learn the rhythm of your family and what works best, and mm-hmm.
1: so and and then, as your children get older too, it kind of readjusts, you know i my oldest is eleven now, and so she can help with a whole lot more stuff, mm-hmm. and that that's really great that's actually awesome. <laughs> that's amazing yeah, it's fun. so
0: yeah.
1: yeah, and then you also do worship with come up Here. Mm-hmm. so yeah. do you guys do you guys um, is come up here a band that just works with Krista Elisha, or do you guys like are part of a church that come up here as the band in a church? Like, how does that, how does that work?
2: Yeah. So come up here is essentially the worship ministry, prophetic worship ministry under Arise. Okay. Ministry. Overarching ministry of Krista and come up here. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So there's like Krista's ministry, which we're a part of, and he's on full-time staff with them. It's the overarching umbrella ministry, which come up here is under that. And Mm so, and so, yeah, it's the band and um, some, I've sung a couple, I sang a couple times with them, but we've recently um, been seeking the Lord. The Lord's been telling me to make worship flags and he's taken me on this journey of like, dancing with flags which is not something i grew up doing so it's been a learning process but it's been really fun um so anyways and we can go into that more um later but so that's a part of the come up here worship ministry is like this dance part and the flag part um, which is really new and fresh so and art and art yeah
1: (laughs) what kind of art
3: um painting um prophetic art you know all of this is like just stuff the Lord's been speaking to me about and how he's actually calling out artists in this season in the church. And it's something he's jealous for mm. in the earth right now. And like um, this, just finding a place for it and creating a space for artists to flourish and, and, and actually to call out the artist in us. Cause you know, we're all, we are all inherently creative, Yes, you know, like since we're, children of like the ultimate creator right we carry that same dna of Mm -hmm. creating with him and i think the a big thing that i've been hearing from god through um just like him teaching me and uncovering this like art thing that Mm -hmm. i've kind of stuffed down being a mom and being like having to perform all these duties
0: Mm
3: -hmm. um is coming out of the agreement with the lie that Oh, I'm, I was creative, but I'm not anymore. Or I used to paint and now I don't have time or I don't like, I don't know. It's not important or like all of these lies and God's really just like wanting to pull it out. And I see him doing it in a lot of people around us. You know, I'm starting to notice like, Oh, we've believed this lie as a church that Mm -hmm. the arts are over there and Mm -hmm. we just worship in this building. (laughs) you know, or it has to look this way, but Mm -hmm. God is totally breaking that. And it's really cool actually seeing people that have lived in that lie starting to realize like, oh no, I actually love this. And this is something I was made for. And I don't have to be like in a museum to be an artist, you know, absolutely. Yeah. So that is
1: so that's actually really like encouraging to me because at the beginning of the year, that was something the Lord spoke to my heart because I used to paint all the time before my Mm -hmm. girls were born. I absolutely love mixed media. And I just felt this stirring rising up inside of me. It all began when at Christmas time, we just got together and we would uh, watercolor. And I was just like, Ooh, I'm loving this. And then I started to (laughs) just dig a little deeper and found Um, ways to make your own art journals out of really inexpensive materials. And then I started gathering for my birthday. I got a set of new paints Mm -hmm. and I then started to create my own color palette for myself Mm -hmm. based off of like just colors that have just, I love that I guess speak to me for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. And I just started creating and uh, for the exact same reason you said, I just was like, I'm never, probably never going to be in a museum. And I don't care. My soul needs this. My soul needs to create. And, um, and so I just started and I, uh, listened to this other artist who was like in her fifties or sixties. And she was saying, listen, just honor the practice. She said, just show up for yourself, honor the practice of creating. And some days you're going to make mud. And some (laughs) days it's just, you're not going to feel. And and she said something that I felt was honestly so profound and it stuck with me. And she said, people who are um, geared towards creating in any capacity, which honestly really is all of us. But she said, she was specifically speaking about painting. They learn to live with the discomfort of an unfinished project. Mm. And wow. she was saying, you can create this canvas, you can create this art journal piece, and you have to learn to sit with the discomfort of it's not quite done. It doesn't look the way I thought it would, but I'm going to work at it just a little bit here, a little bit there. And then it eventually becomes something mm-hmm. that you didn't think it would. But you, she said, a lot of it is you have to learn to live with that discomfort. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was absolutely profound. And that, so has, that has really been my like kind of, I don't know, I guess, like driving force over the months as the year has progressed to so just just sit down Jen it doesn't have to be you know yeah. Monet it right. doesn't have to be Van Gogh just mm-hmm. create so good yeah that's I love that cool.
3: yeah it's almost like breaking off performance
1: too. absolutely
3: and it's like a I think for one like anything we create because we carry the Holy Spirit it ministers yeah yes. like it becomes a portal, even if it's not like anything wild, you know, it can mm-hmm. be a portal and used for God's like spirit to minister through, mm-hmm. but it also is a place that we connect to him mm-hmm. in the process.
1: Yes. I cannot tell you how many times where I've just been sitting down and I'll, I'll put together a texture or a color pattern. And for whatever reason, it makes me cry. <laughs> like, oh yeah. I, I don't it. know why, it's so but good. it's like, it, but it is, it's, it is awakening that, that creative side, that side that God put inside of each and every one of us. And yeah. I, I also really want to say, I agree with your point too, that we were created in the image of a creator. So mm-hmm. anyone is going to bring creativity to their vocation. You know, if mm-hmm. they're an engineer, if right. they're a doctor. You know, a cook or whatever, mm-hmm. we bring that creativity to that profession,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and in that sense, we're all artists. And it glorifies God when we honor, yeah, what He's put inside of us and cultivating with excellence what He's put inside of us. Yeah, and that's really what's been stirring inside of me too.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. cultivating it. I love that because that's and and I love that you said honoring the practice. Like that's what it is. I and and I I shared this. We we t- actually talked about this topic of like art and creativity and partnering with the Holy Spirit. And, and just um, how we have seen like friends that knew they wanted to lead worship or, you know, sing mm-hmm. or whatever. And they, nobody would say you're gifted in that yeah. to them, but yes. they are diligent to walk it out. And year or two later, they're like, they have an amazing voice and they're so anointed. And it's this thing of like honoring the practice and walking out and not being afraid of like what it looks like at the moment, but stewarding it and cultivating it
1: is
3: kind of where I'm at too.
1: Again, I think that even ties into the point of just like you, you're okay sitting in that discomfort of just, I don't know what this is going to become, but I'm going to steward this and honor this. And I, I love those types of stories i love the you know in biographies or anything where the person just said i just believe that this is what i'm supposed to be doing whether it gets attention or not i don't care i'm gonna just honor this and practice this Mm -hmm. i just think is um it's a gift it's something that we can give back to the father that he's put inside of us you know Mm -hmm. like when we absolutely it's kind of like when your kids make you a card Or when, or when they try their hardest to, and my girls have done this, they try their hardest to maybe do a chore for you that you always do. And they don't always quite get it right. But it's that heart of like, I Mm -hmm. just wanted to honor you, mom, or I just wanted to do something Mm -hmm. nice for you. It's that Mm -hmm. I know being a parent that has to be how God feels about what we do too. Yeah. So
3: I love that. All right.
1: All right. I love this. Okay, so in your notes, you were talking about kingdom family, and speaking family. Speaking of family, speaking of family. Hi, Kona. Hi, babe. <laughs>
2: okay, you're gonna have a snack.
1: I love it. <laughs> it's
3: so great. That was perfect timing. That was perfect timing. <laughs> Go
0: ahead. Um, family.
1: Yes. Sibling. I really was curious about the sibling relationships within the kingdom. Mm-hmm. I'd yeah. love to hear your thoughts on that.
2: Totally. Yeah, it's something we have been navigating through. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: We totally don't have all the answers or anything, but yeah, we really see the, the Father's heart in restoring healthy and pure um, sibling relationship within the kingdom. And we think that it's an important conversation in the church at this time.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening. The Elijah fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner. Visit Elijah give
2: and in our family with what the Lord has been doing. He's been surrounding us with lots of brothers and sisters and the Lord and spiritual children. And we're like, wait, are we old enough to be spiritual parents? <laughs> and, um, but like, just, well, seeing- there's a
1: need, right? There's a need. Yes, yeah, there there's is. a mama's and papa's generation that's needed. So whoever's going to say yes is going to fill that.
3: Totally, need. totally. And I actually had a moment where someone called that out in me as a spiritual mom. And my gut reaction was, oh, I'm not even 30 yet. Are you mm-hmm. sure? And then the Lord rebuked me. He said exactly that. He said, he was like, no, Jackie, no, no, no. You... Honor that, and you receive that because you yourself have asked me for mothers. And if you don't, if you don't receive this, like who's gonna do it? Right. You know, like I need you to fill this. This is an honor. Like this is this is a very high honor to be able to mother someone in the spirit. Like yes, (gasps) okay.
1: Yeah. So
3: yeah, it's needed.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I feel like the Lord totally wants to display His heart in healthy kingdom family mm-hmm. relationships because there's so much brokenness in the world yeah. regarding families and yeah and siblings and, and and just relationship between men and women outside of the kingdom you know mm-hmm. where there's you know just so many impure things going on yeah and just navigating like you know being able to be used by the father to see him redeeming relationships and really just by being, um, but seeing him heal wounds and heal hearts through, through that is just, it's been really special. Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of a, a situation when recently I was with a, uh, a spiritual daughter of mine.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So cool to say that,
0: yeah, but, that's uh, cool.
2: <laughs> <laughs> where we were, um, we were working on a project together and I wasn't really doing anything, but just work doing this task with her. And there was a moment where Holy Spirit just like flooded the room that we were in. And this amazing conversation happened where God was doing so much healing in her heart mm-hmm. just by me working through a, a scenario with her. And I was just like, what the heck just happened? You know, I was just like, we're just be in family, you know.
3: Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it brought in she then shared mm-hmm. like it was redeeming of her earthly father and how she was never able to do that, you know, and um yeah, and I and I and I see that like God in so many areas
0: mm-hmm. of
3: the earth right now, like God is wanting to redeem this thing of family because the kingdom family and, and, and having a space where you're in a community that, that is loving and it's safe with the Holy spirit, it brings identity and mm-hmm. it brings purpose and, and, and accountability. It just does so many things. And there's so much broke in the broken families. It wreaks havoc. Right. Um, and we see that like, it's, it, it's June, it's pride month. And so that's also something I'm thinking about is like,
1: yeah, the
3: brokenness that was let in from either family or the church right. has led to this identity crisis Absolutely. and I see the, the solution in family.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also, one of the things that I've considered too, is just everybody is almost look, not, maybe everybody is too much of a blanket term, but a lot of people are searching for who am I?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, am I
1: okay? Am I loved? Am I accepted? And I really, I see that a lot, especially when, like, as, if you look at the younger generation and just their, the depression rates and the addiction to the social media likes, just even reading the statistics, I guess,
0: mm-hmm. the
1: translation to me is these individuals are desperate to know they're loved, they're accepted, they belong. Mm-hmm they belong. There's something so profound about this sense of belonging and um, knowing that you'll always have a place at the table. There's this show that my husband and I've been watching with our girls. It's called family dinner. And it's this man who goes around and he just goes to different people's families and he learns about their family culture and Mm -hmm. what it is that they do to spend time together. And then he gets to share a meal with them. He gets to share what they maybe their best dishes, the things that they do. And it makes me cry every single time Mm. because this sense of belonging, and he even cries, the host even cries often on the show too, because there's such this sense of belonging when people come together and they make these meals and then they share them around the table. There's life happening there. There's mentorship, there's fellowship, there's all this stuff. And it, Hmm. I believe it's, it's profound because it's stirring up a longing for what people desperately want, which is family and belonging.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and um, okay. so I'm curious then, what kind of process? And I'm sure you're in the middle of it, like most of us. But what kind of process has the Lord walked you through to prepare you for this the spiritual mentoring and mm-hmm. being the the mama and the papa? in that type of scenario.
3: So the first thing that I think, like the first thing that I think the Lord was speaking to us, this was probably like early this year. Um, we've been talking a lot about discipleship and what does that look like? And here I'm like a stay home mom, like, Mm -hmm. how do you know that I don't have the capacity or I don't feel like I have the capacity, like, how do i do that i don't mm-hmm. have time to go have coffee with somebody mm-hmm. every week or you know and and so he told me um Jackie for you discipleship looks like opening your home
0: mm-hmm. just
3: letting people in your family by opening your door and it's that simple and by being a, around they're going to be discipled i'm like okay, mm-hmm. i can do that so that actually has led to a lot more relationships and and it is a sacrifice Yeah, like it's it's but it's a simple yes that mm-hmm. I can walk through and just say like, okay, yeah, I'm going to let you in my home. I'm going to let you be a part of my family because,
0: yeah.
3: because I, I love, I want to love you and I want to see God and shape you. And this mm-hmm. is a space for it is what the Lord is saying to me within our family. And like you were just saying, sitting at our table and eating dinner with our, us and our kids and just doing life with people in the home. Um,
2: it's funny because it's always been our heart. Mm-hmm. Ever since we got married. Oh like,
3: yeah. Gosh.
2: We just didn't know what <laughs> we were doing at first. And, and I think that's where we're at now Yeah, Um, is learning to develop healthy boundaries within the sense of kingdom family and protecting our marriage and our, um, in our, in our home, mm-hmm. so that it would be a safe place for our children where we can, you know, have connection, you know? Right. But, yeah, very early on. I mean, that's always been our heart, and we've missed the mark on that. I, in, in our first six months of marriage, I think we yeah we let people come and live with us. Gosh, that, you know, in a two
3: bedroom apartment, and yeah. I was pregnant, and we were newly married, and we we're like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can come stay with us, mm-hmm. and like we we're like babies in the Lord, and not really knowing how to walk that out. But I see that as like something that we've always kind of carried, you know, like mm-hmm. a heart to mm-hmm. bring people in. Um and so you think,
1: do you think parenting your own children too has helped to kind of recognize where where you can set different sorts of boundaries too? Like yeah. recognizing like as a parent, this is how we establish r- rhythm, routine, um how to treat people, things like that. Do you think that's kind of helped you with mentoring yeah, think- helping other people?
2: I think so just establishing our own rhythm yeah for sure like just how we function mm-hmm. what does our family need to function well and how can other relationships coexist within what we have going on as a family unit already and yeah. allowing them into that you know
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that was one of the things so back when we were in oregon um, cause we're, by the way, we're, I'm in Ohio now, so we're both in Ohio. I don't Yay. think I mentioned that at the beginning, <laughs> but back when I was in Oregon, my husband and I attended a church in Bend and that was actually something that they had prophesied over us mm-hmm. and was that we were called to be parents to a essentially a broken generation. And one of the things they prophesied over us is that God wanted to heal woundedness in us over parental figures. The way that it was prophesied was the mamas and papas who didn't know who they were declared things over you because they, they didn't know who they were. And so for me, that process has looked a lot like forgiveness, healing, some of my brokenness with my mentor figures, my spiritual parents that I've had, people who just didn't really know who they were and maybe overstepped boundaries or said things out of turn that were hurtful. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys have had any experiences like that, but that's definitely been a big part of my process. And I had a similar situation too, Jackie because stay at home, mom, you know, I don't really get out much. I'm here. But what the Lord spoke to my heart is you're a mama practice being a mama to the kids around you. And Mm -hmm. so for us, that's looked like getting to know the neighbor kids And letting them play in our yard. And I sit out there and I talk with them and um, sometimes conflicts arise and I help them. I kind of step in and coach like how we treat each other and stuff. And my husband jokes because that's kind of how it's been wherever we live. And he's like, you kind of become the neighborhood mom. (laughs) And um, so that's how it's shown up for me is with other children and just having them around and talking with them and being kind of a safe I don't know, watchful figure over them while they play with my girls.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's
3: actually something that has been for us too. in our neighborhood We <laughs> is a little bit like, it's not, it's, it's a little bit sketchy and the Lord's actually been showing me that there's a lot of like strongholds over this neighborhood and over this area. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the spirit, like, like, witchcraft like act like i've seen he's been showing me like demonic altars like physical altars i'm like oh my gosh and then there's like a lot of gang activity and there there can be some sketchy stuff in this neighborhood we're kind Mm -hmm. of like in a meeting place of a couple different areas and so Mm -hmm. it's just like a hodgepodge but anyways we've been praying over it and that's something the lord's been highlighting to us too is like the neighborhood kids And bringing them in and that is discipleship yeah because they get marked by the presence of god in our home Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they grow up with that and that's not small no you know
2: yeah and you me
1: oh go ahead go ahead
2: yesterday one of the little kids in our neighborhood was playing out front at the basketball hoop that we put up which is drawing a lot of the kids yeah (laughs) i'm sure and uh our friend got here and he's like are you are you going in there with them do you know those guys and our friend was like, "Yeah, like, wh- why do you ask?" He's like, "Do you do that same kind of stuff they do? You know, like with the Bible and stuff." <laughs> <laughs> and just to hear that, I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" That, like, yeah. you know, that's how they see us, and yeah. that's who we want to be to them. We want to, we want to help disciple these kids. And we have a actually, we have a worship night um, coming up tomorrow, and
3: in our backyard.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, it's yeah. so fun.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be so fun. It's so do you want to share about that? Go ahead. Okay, so (laughs) it started as like we want to have a worship night in our backyard because we that's we love to just worship and um we don't have a huge backyard because we live pretty close to the city and um but we're just we like basically it's an open invite and so and there's like the the number of people that are coming is like getting to be a lot (laughs) we don't have a space which is so fun it's gonna be fun and probably a little chaotic but awesome and we we ended up getting baptismal and um like yesterday we were just organizing our yard to create space for everybody um and we were like you know we should probably let the neighbors know because there's gonna be a lot of cars it's gonna get Mm -hmm. loud they're gonna be like what's going on um and so we passed out we actually made flyers to give to the neighbors so that they know like there's going to be a thing. And then we we're like, we shouldn't just invite them too. Um, and so there, um, a lot of them, I mean, we've talked to the majority of our neighbors not had like super close relationships, but, um, the name the kids and the kids kids on the street and like the surrounding streets they're like
2: and the teenage kids
3: yeah they're like so excited about it they like saw me bringing in groceries like is that for the party tomorrow oh i love this so
1: much i
3: know and and i'm just excited about like you know we were praying over the 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 yard yesterday and like our property line and um i'm just like man they're just gonna step straight into the presence of god And they're just going to get to see it and like experience it at a, at a young age. Mm -hmm. Like I can't even imagine what that would be like if I was 10 and just walked into a a non-church atmosphere just to, and to step into the presence of God, you know what I mean? And just like getting to observe that in a natural setting, Mm -hmm. you know, like
2: it's so exciting. We know he's going to bless it because even last night as we were praying over our house, like there was a point where I stood in our street looking at our house and I just felt the Lord all over our yard. And I was like, I've never stood out in the street and looked at our house this long before, yeah. but it was just because the presence of God was just, just resting on mm-hmm. it. And it's just been blessing me to think that like, man, all these people are going to come in and I just know dad is just going to just, oh. wreck, just going to wreck them.
1: Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's- I think it's really exciting too, because it's almost like an origin story, because that's how the, the early church was born. Mm-hmm. You know, they were, it, it was born in houses. And have you guys done much study on like how the early church started? How One of the things I thought was really cool was more in the heart of the persecution of the church. They would design their churches to look like houses So they would be unsuspecting, but on the inside, they would have like a whole huge community table where everybody would sit down and have a meal. And they always had a baptismal in there. And then they had an area where somebody could stand up and kind of give a message to the group. And that's how they avoided a lot of persecution was gathering in places that looked like homes, but they also gathered in homes. And so I just think that there's something really special about opening up your home and having people gather. And I think that's really exciting. And I'd love to hear about how that goes.
0: Yeah. Thanks.
2: That's totally um, something that we've been praying through actually. Mm -hmm. And with our home church as well as um, actually venturing down that path with the Lord of um, starting house, a house church or house churches. We're not very far into the process yet. And, We don't have specific instructions on how we're going to do it, but
3: yeah, but that is what the Lord's highlighting is like, that was, and, and the, in the organized church, there is a, like, we love our home church and the, the, the place that we've been discipled and mentored and, but I, and, and the thing that really like spoke to me when God started speaking to us about opening our home was that institution, the part of the heart is that they would send people to, and it wouldn't be a container for everything mm-hmm. that it would, it would be a launching pad mm-hmm. for other places to host the presence of God. And so, yeah, we're just like in the baby phases of like, I think this is what God's saying, you know, and walking yeah. it out with our church leadership and, um and with our friends that arise and like, what is God doing? And he's telling us to open our home. And, and, and actually that word that gather has yeah. been like ringing in my head, mm-hmm. like gathering people.
2: I feel like our church has imparted that DNA into us as well of, of like, we're not, we don't want to start something that just like blows up and is the next big church, but we want to actually equip yeah. leaders to go and do this in their own homes. And this to be normal in a part of our mm-hmm. culture,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: to where we can go out and evangelize and, on any given night of the week there's somebody's home is open and they're inviting people in for dinner. And it's like, you know what? Like I'm not going to tell you to just go to church on Sunday after you get baptized in the Holy spirit and skyline,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm
2: going to just, I'm going to plug you in to real com- community and real family where you can get discipled and and loved on.
3: Do you know what skyline is yet? What's skyline. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's the best cheese cone. I place wonder if they have
3: one in Columbus. It's like a Cincinnati thing, but I think it's like branching out. It's Jeff
2: like, knows about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's my, Sch- what
1: did you say it was?
2: Skyline <laughs> chili.
1: Chili. Yeah. Chili oh. on
2: on hot dogs and spaghetti.
1: Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is this like the <laughs> Cincinnati chili that I hear about? Yes. Mm-hmm. I tried. Okay. I tried a, I made one time a Pioneer Woman recipe of Cincinnati chili, and I could not get enough of it because it's got spices in it, right? Yeah. It's got like cinnamon. Yes. Oh, skyline?
3: Yeah, I bet so, they have one near you.
2: I knew I liked you, Jen. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: We're a little yeah. obsessed. It's
3: a guilty pleasure.
1: Skyline. Oh my goodness, I have to skyline. I'm going to write this down. Yeah, it's kind of
3: like fast food ish but it's very unique. So
1: yeah, anyways. we um we tried a big boy burger recently. That that was nice. our first time trying that. That was actually pretty good. The tartar sauce in there is interesting. Yeah. Um that's so fun. I but love it. I love I honestly I'm Wait. really excited about trying Cincinnati chili.
2: Is is like an Ohio thing? Mm-hmm. I, didn't yeah, I think that. so.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like in in Oregon on the West Coast, there was a uh place that we always went to is called Burgerville
0: help Elijah fire continue to make an impact around the world all donations go toward making Elijah fire and the Elijah fire podcast possible visit Elijah slash give and become a partner today
1: and they had some of the best burgers they had like a special fry sauce that they would put in the burgers it was like this sweet and salty kind of tangy thing yeah. Um. Oh, so good. Couldn't get enough, and so we, that's awesome. where we would go. And so we've like been lost. Like we haven't. I mean, Chick Fil A is out here. Chick Fil A is always like you. You know, you're gonna get the same thing. But yeah. with burgers, <laughs> it's been really tough to find like a good mm-hmm. burger place. So. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, you'll have to check out Skyline.
1: Yeah, I want to. <laughs> okay, so what were you saying? That you, what was your context of Skyline, though? Okay, so so we
3: frequent Skyline. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: Which means we, we evangelize there.
3: Quite yeah, <laughs> we, get, we pray for our waitresses a lot at Skyline and have built some relationships with people that work there. And so Vinny was saying, if we evangelize to someone and they get hit with the Holy Spirit in Skyline, we're not just going to tell them to go to church.
1: We want to invite them to our home. <laughs> okay. Now or somebody totally, else's home. Or someone's home. Yeah. <laughs> I totally understand the context now. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. And if you think about how that pertains to even just the the principle of parenting, when you raise up your child, you're establishing a foundation inside of them. You know, the Bible says, raise up a child in the way that he should go. When he's older, he won't depart from it. It's that same concept. You raise up your child. Eventually they will go out. They will create their own family of their own but then they will come back, you know, for holidays or whatever to gather with you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But the honor of raising your child well is that they go out, create a new family Mm -hmm. with those same kingdom principles. They grow their family. It's that beauty of multiplication, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the picture that I feel like God's been giving me about how discipleship works Mm -hmm. is discipleship isn't just, you know, you sit down with a pen and paper and you're like, okay, I'm going to teach you this today. It's, it's doing life. And my girls, they see me make mistakes. They see me lose my temper, but they see me come back and ask for forgiveness. And they Mm -hmm. see me change my attitude and they see me grow and wrestle out my own stuff. And the Lord has been showing me how much discipleship actually looks like that too. You know, when Mm -hmm. you, when you are willing to be vulnerable and let people see that you're not perfect Mm-hmm. You know, because I I, th- I think there is still a performance element present within the the greater body of yeah. Christ. Totally. And um I know a lot of conversations center around this, but I do believe the Lord is healing people of that. Mm-hmm. And and, yeah. and it's gonna come full circle. I know it will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really encouraged by what you guys are what you guys are doing um okay so in your opinion you have here what is kingdom family supposed to look like so for you guys like you said before it's opening up your home but are there any other elements to that like let's say somebody's watching this and they're going okay well, that's all well and good but i live in an apartment or that's all well and good but i have a roommate i'm sharing a home with somebody or that's all well and good but what would you guys encourage people to consider or to think about with, if they feel the Lord's calling them to this, but they maybe feel they have obstacles or roadblocks? Mm-hmm.
3: You have any thoughts? <laughs> I that's don't a great hate. question. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I would, without sounding harsh, I would venture to say, push past the roadblocks. Because I could have done that too, you know. Yeah. We don't have a. I mean, for on.
2: for so many years, I've been like, man, if we just had a building.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yep.
2: You know, if we just had a coffee shop,
3: a ministry center.
2: Yeah, that's not a big center, you know. Yeah. It's like,
3: or a big living room, which we don't. We live in a very old house, yeah. and the rooms are small. And Mm -hmm. it's really kind of awkward to gather people inside. Yeah. Our home is
1: that way. It's very, we have very small mm -hmm. spaces. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Narrow hallways, small Mm -hmm. bathrooms. And so, and and I think for a long time we were, that's where we were. We're like, God, we feel you pulling us to this thing with community, but we need a place. we need like a building we need a church building we need like a place where we can all gather and and actually last year through um traveling the lord really taught us that this is his house (laughs) it's not ours to own like if our name is on the mortgage that was hard (laughs) that was really something he really like drove home with us last year that Mm. we can't hold this thing This is, if we really want to see him move, everything gets surrendered to him. We
2: had a lot of scenarios where we were sharing space with other believers on the road. Mm -hmm. And, and also just where the culture was like, so family oriented Mm -hmm. where I'm like, man, we just led worship and I'm ready to just relax and like kick my shoes off. And then like 30 people come in into the house and they're all cooking and making dinner and stuff, but they're all working together as a unit and like doing the dishes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I'm just like, Oh, my flesh. I just want some privacy. But then we would just choose to engage in it. And every time the Lord would just show up, Mm -hmm. it was, I mean, and it was so beautiful every time we would take communion together and the Holy spirit would just fill the whole house We would sometimes just sit there in silence for 15, 20 minutes, staring at the bread and the wine, just like wrecked. And there was something so beautiful about how everybody was coming together and working in in union. But it does take coming out of our comfort zone. Yeah. It does take, yeah, like letting people in.
3: -hmm. In your
2: in your space, you know. And
3: I think that's something that we struggle with in in the West Church is our comfortableness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If that's even a word. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I love (laughs) it. Comfortability. Being comfort (laughs) comfortable in our own box of a house you know and our own like this is my family this is my stuff and the lord's really been challenging me on that and like i'm an introvert if we're not (laughs) being comfortable and like i want to have my own space which i do get like the lord is faithful to fill me up yeah you know and relying on him when we surrender when we surrender all of this and our own in our own comfort in our own space and yielding to what he's saying to let people in, there's fruit and there's, yeah. and the, and there's, and there's like a new level of mm-hmm. how he can fill me in that place of sacrifice.
1: So maybe yeah. if I could put words into your mouth, it's almost like you, you saw the vision of what it could be and what you were going after. You said yes to that. And so then the price of saying yes to that was worth it because you saw the vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like you determine, like, we want gathering. We want people around us. We want to say yes to this. So these other things that we're going to have to sacrifice, we'll yeah. just, it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. we're
2: not willing to get uncomfortable, then how can we know Holy Spirit is our comforter?
1: Yeah. You know. I can testify to just the experience of being a part of something like that. Two years ago. I had just been forging a new relationship with some friends from our co-op. They were moms in our co-op that I connected to, but hadn't gotten really close to. And we spent the summer gathering once a week to read our Bibles and to just talk about the Lord. And um, one of the moms had decided she and her family, her husband, they were going to move away and they wanted to kind of do like a little hurrah. Like we love you guys. We're going to say goodbye. And so her house, she was getting her house ready for for sale. And it was a very small, like mid 1900s farm home. And she was in the middle of renovation and she didn't care. She was like, I'm just going to open up my home. She even said, like, I had to push past the, the fear. So there was, mm-hmm. you know, plaster on the walls, and things were unfinished. She made us this really wonderful dinner. We all brought something. And I remember she got like these card tables out. We were sitting on buckets, yes. like buckets of paint and plaster. Yes. You guys, I honestly have never had, and I mean that sincerely, have never had such a blessed time gathering with people and really connecting to them heart to heart over a great meal, over something we had in common which was love of the lord and they were people i didn't even know. Some of them were people that were her friends that i had never met. But we just sat there for hours just connecting, sitting on buckets with card tables to eat in her dining room that was unfinished. Wow. And it i it, i mean honestly it stuck with me so much and that began a thought process for me of just like, well who cares? You you know, who cares if it's not perfect? Like people want to experience this real connection. And, and if you think about it, I know for, for me, like seeing a home unfinished, I mean, that's like everyone's home. Like Mm -hmm. who, like seriously, who has like this perfectly Pinterest house? I don't know anyone. Mm -hmm. And it helps to kind of even let guards down, you know, when you open your home in those types of respects. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of add that as like a testimony of I've personally been a part of something like that. Mm -hmm. And it, it stuck with me so much Mm of just, I was sad to see her go, but it, it deposited something inside of me that I was just determined. I'm going to figure out how to do this too. So awesome. Yeah, And
3: I want to add going back to your question of like, what if there's a roadblock or if someone Mm -hmm. doesn't have the space, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily look like that for everybody. Like what the Lord is speaking to us might look different for somebody else. It probably does, you know? And so I just want to add that little caveat of like, we need to be each seeking the Holy Spirit because, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe he's calling you to go to somebody else, you know, and like seeking it out. Instead of, you know, we each play a different role. And so I just wanted to like add that, that, yeah. Well, I also,
1: I appreciated what Vinny said too, where he was saying he would think, oh, if only I had this building or if only I had that, because I tend to think that way in those Mm -hmm. types of terms. If only I had a bigger living room, if only I had a bigger dining room. So I appreciate you mentioning that too, because I think sometimes we, we create the roadblocks ourselves. Yeah, you know, just with the way we think about the ideals. That's what I was going to address too. Is do you ever have these times where you had almost like this ideal image of how things should look, and maybe they didn't look that way? And overcoming it, it maybe not looking the way you thought it would. Every day. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> that I'm so visionary. Like, okay, I will see what I think it's supposed to look like. And my friends all call me a juggernaut in the spirit. I just okay. I just go for it. And I've sure. had to surrender in the process of like what I think it's actually gonna look like mm-hmm. and walk in faith. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and walk blindly and just run as hard as I can and and let the Lord kind of steer me in the right direction. Okay. Yeah.
1: I think so- being being creative all of us to some capacity or another have like this desire to see things created in the way that we visualized, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's something I personally struggle with when it doesn't hit the ideal. I'm like, Oh, I failed. (laughs) And, but what's really crazy is when you Mm. look back, when you look back on the circumstance outside of the disappointment of maybe it not looking exactly the way you thought, you can reflect on it. At least this has been my experience, reflect on it and go, no, that was actually really amazing. And yeah, I I love how we're tying
2: this back to the beginning here with the whole creative process, just like being okay to just like sit down and go for it. And like Mm -hmm. not, not being a Van Gogh, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's applicable to what we're talking about. Just like, yeah. In the church, it doesn't have to be exactly what we think it's supposed to look like. I think if we, the Lord just loves it that we're after him, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, like you were talking about the perfect house, like having sitting on in card tables and sitting on paint buckets and this real picture of like family is not perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
3: not, it's messy. And we actually had to sit down with our spiritual daughter and tell her when she moved in, like, you're going to see us. Get ugly sometimes because we're not perfect, and in this family, like we're we're gonna mess up and we're Mm -hmm. gonna probably disappoint you at some time. But we're gonna ask for forgiveness and we're gonna walk this out together, and we're gonna be together in this. And so, and I think that is like some. That's like also it just makes me think of like this house thing that we're talking about, like letting Mm -hmm. people into the real, not the perfectly manicured image of what it should be, but like the real vulnerable relationships on buckets. yeah, sitting yeah. On buckets and Sit on buckets and, and it also makes me think of like this generation and how there's such a decline in I, I read and I forget what book it was but just the the numbers and the statistics of how how many people profess Christianity, but mm-hmm. don't attend a church.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: And what, what I believe people in this generation are looking for is the authenticity.
1: Absolutely. And I not, completely agree.
3: Yeah. And it's, and, and in a, it's different to walk into a church and experience God and then walk into a home
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the,
3: and it feels like an, it's, it's a different type of like, I don't know.
2: It's real life. Yeah,
3: it's just is being able to be genuine,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and not to say that churches are faking it,
1: but no. I, but I do agree there is almost like a dissociation
3: mm-hmm. of
1: yeah. like, and and I don't mean that in like a negative sort of sense. It's just kind of what we do. It's like when you go to a movie theater, you mm-hmm. dissociate, mm-hmm. and you and you you recognize like this isn't real, you know, right. not that. i'm I'm only making the connection of dissociation of like going in and saying Mm -hmm. this i'm coming in i'm bringing my best i'm bringing Mm -hmm. you know my my polished self i guess it'd Mm -hmm.
2: be easy to get the conception that like you go to a church not saying the lord doesn't move but like if he does it's like oh okay god moves in churches i'm I'm experiencing this because i'm at a church
0: Mm
3: right
2: but like there's an element of like oh, we're in a home. Like, oh, yeah. this is like. This is real. Yeah. This is like, I can life. incorporate this into my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah.
1: Like I can turn on a worship song here in my living room and have a worship worship sesh with God, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't have to just, or even just sitting down at your own keyboard or your own, whatever capacity, if you want to play music, your keyboard, your guitar, whatever.
2: Yeah. Or talking I about scripture. Flute.
1: <laughs>
3: nice yeah. yes i played the clarinet in school. oh awesome i haven't picked it up since but that's you know i know
1: same here <laughs> um sorry i cut you off So, or talk about scripture yeah yeah i was like we
2: talk about jesus all day you know yeah. like people come over and I, you know there could be this misconception that like this is for Sundays, you know, right. we read, we read the Bible on Sundays but it's like, no, this is our life. Like we really, really love Jesus. You know, yeah.
1: people mm-hmm. get there's to see a, There's a couple, um, that I, I've read a handful of their books, uh, Dennis and Jennifer Clark. Have you guys ever heard the, that those names? Mm -hmm. they are out of uh, South Carolina and they have an incredible, I would almost call it deliverance ministry, but it's different than what you would think. They talk about how to teach people to cultivate a relationship with the Holy spirit. And one of the kind of taglines, they say there's sometimes, and then there's all the time. And what he meant by that with Holy spirit revealed to him about that was there are the sometimes encounters that you have, like in, you know, the churches where you have these incredible encounters, but then there's, all the time where he's always abiding with you and you learn how to cultivate the, all the time. You learn how to recognize that all the time. And, um, anyway, I just thought that was, that was really instrumental for me to recognize, like, wait a minute. Even Psalm 37 says God delights in the details of our lives. Mm. So he is present in all of the facets of what we go through. And so I'll, yeah. I'll even say a prayer sometimes where I'm like, God, I know you delight in the detail of my lives, details of my life, because that's what your word says. Help me to delight in you. Help me to delight in the that's details good. of my life too.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And,
1: um, so I think cultivating that presence too, learning how to cultivate that in the day in and day out is really done in close proximity as well, you know, mm-hmm. to people. Mm-hmm. um, all right, Jackie, I'd love to hear about your dance and art in worship and how God um, ministered to you of, or talked to you about doing the flags.
3: Yeah. So it's been a journey. Like like you were saying, I used to also paint and I was on the dance team, even when I was a kid. Like I just, you know, what kid doesn't love dancing? This is, and this is, this is like side yeah. note. This is how you know we all are inherently creative because if you look at everybody, when they were children, what they did. Yep. Like I see it it in my
1: girls all the time. This inhibition. Yes. Yeah,
3: And you unlearn that as you grow and you're taught to be serious or to fit into these boxes and you have to pay attention to these things and don't do that because you can't make money doing that. And Mm -hmm. you know, and so, so anyways, that's just a side note. Um, so, uh, that was my, that's my journey. Like I, I did love to, and, and Vinny too, you know, always made music when you were little, when he was a kid, you know? And, um, and so I w- love to dance. And even through high school, I was like, if, I don't want to go to college, but if I do, it's going to be for dance or art. Like what you're
0: hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit com slash give. Now back to the show.
1: You know, and, and I did was end up- That was similar to me too. Really? Yeah, art specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I applied to an art institute. Yeah. It was yeah. way too expensive, but yes. it's, so
3: exp- it's so, and, and in hindsight, I'm like thank you Lord for yeah letting me not go there because I would have been like in so much debt and, oh, and yeah. he's the best teacher yes also. Um, so, so I, I kind of, that became like when I started surrendering my life to the Lord, um, that became like a place where I would commune with him was I would sit down with a canvas and ask Jesus to paint with me.
1: And hmm. literally,
3: like, I would step back when I was done and look at him like, I never painted like that before. Wow. You could see his hand in it, you know, wow. and like, and, and in the process, he would teach me like, I would, I would say like, oh, Lord, I'm stuck. What do I do? Like, how do I do this? And he would show me. And so, um, so fast forward to having kids. I didn't even realize I had stopped doing that and, and playing music and dancing and doing all these things that I used to Mm -hmm. love. And the Lord, um, he asked me a couple of years ago, he said, why did you stop expressing yourself? Wow. Yeah. And I was like, huh? Like I didn't realize
1: I had, we were like, wait, do I Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I was like, I just had to like really search that out in me. Like, Mm -hmm. What, where am I expressing myself? And am I even, you know, like, and, and then he was, he was like, as I asked him more, he would say like, I need your expression in the body. We, I need it, you know, for and, and it was for him, for me, for the rest of the body, like there's this need for it to come forth. Right. And so, um, I, I, at that point, like all my art stuff was like gone in the wind, yeah, dried like,
1: up. Yeah, dried up. My sun, kids yeah. had
3: played with it, and it yep. disappeared. And that was my experience as well.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: and so I had to um, just be faithful. Speaking of kids, okay, we're on a phone call right now, honey. I'll do it okay. when we're done. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I love um, I know they're fun. Um, so. I had to kind of relearn and, and it it felt like when you're, I just kept getting this like feeling of like my muscles have atrophied
1: totally
3: in these areas. Totally. Yeah. And having to rework them to regain strength and, yes, and get that, get into that mindset. And it was so hard. And I I wrestled with the Lord, like, Lord, I don't have space. I don't have time. And he'd kept bringing it up. And so, um, and then, and, and so that was like with painting and also with singing and playing. And so even just like when I was in the car or in the shower, the Lord would be like, why don't you sing? You love this song. Just open your mouth and sing. And so it just, and it started really small. Mm-hmm. Um, and then simultaneously at our home church, um, one of my good friends started, um, having these worship dance classes. And so she's also been kind of like discipling me in this and pulling this out and calling it out in me. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and she, so what she would do is host these dance labs and it would just be an open night at our church in the auditorium. And she would turn on a song and we would all soak and, and ask God to let us see what he's doing. And Mm -hmm. and so it's like, starts there. It starts in the secret place with you and Jesus. Yep. And then after that, we would process it and then we would move mm-hmm. we would listen to the song again and we would just freely dance and flow. And it was just a safe place to get in your body and move with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so doing that for like a year or two really um, like awakened that back into me. And I, I'm so grateful for how she and she would just tell me like, it's OK if people watch you dance, which is also a lie that our culture has, um, told us that dancing is distracting Mm -hmm. or that it's like Mm -hmm. too sensual Mm -hmm. when in reality it was the Lord's first and there's scriptures of how he dances over us and, Mm -hmm. and there's movement and there's these things in heaven, you know? And, um, and so, so I, she, she was actually the one that was like, I I told her one time, I was like, I feel like I love dancing and worshiping the Lord with my, with my body, but I sometimes feel awkward. (laughs) Like, I don't know what to do. So she was like, why don't you just buy flags? Like, here, I'll send you a link on Etsy from this girl. And, um, maybe having something in your hands would help you feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, and she told me too, like, they're expensive, but it's worth mm-hmm. it. And there's mm-hmm. never going to be a better time. Just do it. Just, I would just go for it. I'm like, okay. And so I did. And it like opened up this whole new thing. It felt like an extent, like a bigger expression of what the Lord is worthy of. Like when I would worship with them, it just felt larger, you know, mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. felt like a bigger, like, a like more passion or something. Like, mm-hmm. like, cause I just see God is he's so big and I can only get big enough right and exactly. with the flags mm-hmm. it just feels like a I don't know like an extension mm-hmm. of the space that mm-hmm. I can give to him mm-hmm. um and so it, it was just like became a really fun thing to like a tool to it reminds facilitate. me of what we were talking Maybe. about with
2: the wheels from the four living creatures
3: oh yeah just the other day, we were reading Ezekiel, and it talks about the four living creatures and the wheels. Do you want to talk about that?
2: Yeah, essentially, the wheels would mimic. It said the spirit of the four living creatures was in the wheels.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That would mimic their movements.
3: It like wow. Follow them. Yeah,
2: yeah. and it was like, it, and I just had that picture of how Jackie uses her flags, and specifically hula hoops. Yeah. Because she uses hula hoops, too. I saw a video That's of her. That's cool. Hola hooping, and I was like, Oh, that's like the wheel around the four living creatures around the throne of God, and like huh. an extension of their worship. But it was cool,
1: yeah, oh, really cool.
3: Yeah, that's like another thing. It's and it's so funny, it feels weird saying it, but like, I've been learning how to dance with hula hoops I don't know if you've ever seen like I haven't and it's beautiful
1: because I so used fun. to love you know in the, the Olympics they have the rhythmic gymnastics have you ever seen those where they dance with the ribbons or a ball yeah. or the hula hoops and I just was always so drawn to that and I love mm-hmm. that so much and um, so that's kind of what I think of when you say that it's just this mm-hmm. incredibly elegant, graceful, like movement and mm-hmm. the hoops were just almost like an extension. Like, and it's cool. Cause you think of like, everything is energy, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you move, according to physics, when you move, you're creating a sense of energy. Well, when you kind of right. create this extension
0: mm-hmm.
1: almost of yourself, there's got to be a sign even a scientific principle to that of just right. how that works. Yeah. and. It's just it's beautiful, so, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah so I've seen you've seen it that's so I fun have. i that's something that like God was revealing to me as I was learn he was speaking to me about all of these like different mediums of like expression, because that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's like a tool to help facilitate expression to him. Mm-hmm. and so, um, I remember we were in washington d c um one time at David's tent, which is just like a worship. Mm-hmm. 24-hour worship house, and it's right there on the National Mall. And so there was this parade. It was like I don't even know what it was. It was like all it was a, oh, it
2: was like a different nation.
3: Yeah, it was like all of these nations represented. I don't remember what holiday it was. It was some thing they were doing. Like a was that parade.
1: recent? Was that back in maybe October?
3: It was.
2: This was in 2020.
3: twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So they had um these beautiful like dress like n- tribal dresses and like some had like they were dancing with things and you know there was just this beautiful expression wow. and the Lord like broke me mm-hmm. and I was like look at how beautiful th- and big this expression is God you're so much more worthy of that yeah you're so much more worthy of this like color and movement and music and big like a bigness, mm-hmm. <laughs> another word that doesn't exist but <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um because <He> now,
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like to make up words apparently, but he's so much more worthy of that kind of expression. He's the king of kings, yeah, and we should respond as such, you know, and so i that just really marked me and and seeing like you know and 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 having this like idea that everything in the earth belongs to him in its purest form Mm -hmm. and so all of these things that are used for like entertainment or whatever else they can be brought back to him Mm -hmm. yeah and um i remember one of the first conversations that um Krista Alicia and I had when we were just starting to get to know each other was about like rave culture <laughs> and how um because because like all of these like you know they're some of them use flags no and I totally
1: so- know I know exactly what you're talking yes, about yes yes and it's 100%. actually really Cool
3: and beautiful. It's fair,
1: and it's and it can, and it's spiritual. It is. It but is. It needs to be redeemed. But yeah. Yeah, and that's, totally that was our conversation.
3: Yeah. That was our conversation. She was because I, I I was doing hair at the time, and I did a lot of like rave braids with like the extension, the rainbow colors mm-hmm. and sparkles and things. And I just, but we were talking about how fun that is and how beautiful and colorful. And she was yep. like, you know, all that is is counterfeit revival.
1: Exactly, it's just counterfeit yes. revival.
3: All of the the expressions, the hands up, the yep. seeking these spiritual experiences, yep. the the community, yep. like all of it. And if if you dissect it and look at each element in its purest form, like that expression, the self expression that happens, all of that belongs to Je- belongs to God, and mm-hmm. He's worthy of that. You know, and mm-hmm. um. So yeah, I just went on a big rabbit trail,
1: but (laughs) I I completely agree. I, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I do because um, like I mentioned at the beginning, I love synthwave, but that's also a carryover of loving tech now. And you know that, yeah, I've never really been a part of that rave experience, Mm -hmm. but I get it. Yeah. Like, well, it's I funny because I happening. haven't either, <laughs> Yeah.
3: but the Lord was like showing me this creative expression is what he's jealous for in yeah. the body. Like we're not yeah. supposed to be, we're supposed to be a, 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 like a vessel of his glory and he's not boring. Yeah. He no. is colorful he, and we've vibrant. We've seen the
2: redemption of it too.
1: Oh, I'm sure.
2: Like there was a revival room service. Recently, <laughs> where it's one of the services we do with Krista. And during worship, I was just toying around with the sounds on the piano and I found this like crazy, gnarly synth. It's like, eh, da, 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 just like oh, straight.
1: I love it.
2: Yeah, I was like straight techno. Fun. <laughs> and we were, it got so crazy. The Lord just flooded. I mean, mm-hmm we at this point we passed the mic out in the room and people were worshiping on this wireless mic rapping and and at one point I thought we were going to break through the floor i mean we that's <laughs> yeah. actually when we decided to start having revival rooms at other churches <laughs> cuz <'Cause> we <laughs> almost went through the floor
1: we do not want to be liable <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
3: yeah so all of that was kind of like how he was showing me like why flags. Why dancing? Why art is because it's a part of his beauty. Like he, he loves it. And so last summer, was that last summer? He started speaking to me when we were on the road. He started telling me like, make flags. And I'm like, God, I don't know how to sew. Like, I don't know anything about making a flag. And so I just started looking at them, the ones that I had bought. Um and I actually wrestled. I can be kind of stubborn, <laughs> so I wrestled <laughs> with him for a long time. Like I don't know how. Like you tell me, like make flags. I'm like I don't know how. And so, um, it took a few probably months of hearing the Lord say that, and um, through a prophetic a prophetic word, my friend encouraged me, um, to just do the first step. And so I already had known what that first step was. And I was afraid to do it because I'm like, Mm -hmm. what about after? I don't know what to do with it after. But the Lord was so faithful and Mm -hmm. he showed me every single step. And each time he's teaching me more and more. And there were times that like, like, I remember the first thing he told me to do was after that prophetic word was order silk fabric. And I'm like, cool. okay, like I uh, will do that, I guess, because you spoke to me through this word, I'm gonna do it. And when it came in the mail, I remember feeling the Holy Spirit on my head. Wow. And I remember him going, like, okay, now take it and like instructing me. It was so crazy. I just and I felt like his hands around me, like, mm-hmm. like encouraging me, like, I'm gonna help you and I'm gonna show you. Just take this and like coaching me through it. Um and so it's been really fun. It's been so fun just like making flags. And he's been teaching me different kinds and uh, like different kinds of like how to make different types of flags and different styles. And, and so, um and so now what I will do is like, take the fabric and dye it and he'll show me like, give me a word over each flag. Wow. It's, it's so fun because I've started to realize, I mean, this has been since november now that i've been obedient in this and he uh he's been showing me that each one has a specific assignment on it and that it's for a specific person that he has in mind when it's being made and so now it's been really cool like hearing the testimonies because i'll ask him for like a scripture or a word And write it. And then when it gets sent out, like the testimonies that come back and like, it's just like, I, you can't make this up. Like Mm -hmm. God really had you in mind when he had me do this, like Mm -hmm. these specific colors and this specific scripture and this like style, like he wanted you to release this thing, you know? And so um, that's been so fun. It's been so fun. And so that's really cool yeah and he's been um that that same word about gathering Mm -hmm. he's been saying that about like these flags like gather the flaggers and so um we've actually started this thing that's still like really new like called flagging worship flagging in the park or flag worship in the park and so we'll just pick a day and a time and the lord's been giving me like locations all the beautiful like we were talking about the Mm -hmm. parks around the area um just to meet up with a simple speaker and just mm-hmm. worship with flags. Just
2: talk about your last experience.
3: Yeah. Okay. So we did it last week, last month, mm-hmm. and then, um, and then I've been trying to gather, and we're gonna meet on the 22nd of this month too. Um, and so he's doing this in the body. Like, there's other people that I didn't realize were also hearing this, like gathering the flaggers mm-hmm. thing. And so, mm-hmm. and and there's a, there's an area a little bit north in Hamilton where um, a rise kind of meets. Um, that another lady has been meeting every Saturday to flag at the park with her friends, and so somebody invited me to go, and so I brought a couple friends. Like, yeah, I'll go. And um, mm-hmm. come to find out, like, I forgot that it's June, it's Pride Month, and they're having a Pride festival that day. This it was. What's today? It was this past Saturday. So like, oh, okay. Days ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well I'll go. Like, I don't know. I've never been to pride before, but we can go worship over the atmosphere and it doesn't have to be like a big thing. Like mm-hmm. I would love to go pray over the atmosphere and worship and flag over that. Um, and so the the original lady ended up not coming and her group didn't come. And so it was me and like three of my four of my friends that we just met up and brought our flags. And um, I didn't have very high expectations, but man, God just like totally blew all of our boxes. It was crazy. Like we so we we it was a little bit like crowded so i was like i don't know how this is gonna work out like we'll just find a little spot over here um and it was loud so we couldn't play music um so i was like okay we'll just we'll just set up here on the side and like flag and we'll just like pray in tongues while we do it and just like release the holy spirit into the atmosphere
0: mm-hmm.
3: and um so after a while we all felt like we're, i think we're supposed to like walk the perimeter of mm-hmm. this festival mm-hmm and just Mm -hmm. like flag in different areas and so we went over here and went down by the water and flagged and prayed over and (laughs) like well this was like halfway around the festival at this point people were walking by us and they're like you guys are so beautiful you're really creating a vibe and we all looked at each other and we're like yeah we're really creating a vibe yeah
0: yeah
3: (laughs) And so it was. It was just so fun. Um, we were able to like pray for people and encourage people. And um, almost when we were almost all the way back around the perimeter, we saw um, these like picketers. You know, like the Turner Burn people. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That had these like humongous signs, and I didn't read all of them. I was like, we were kind of like behind, but like there was crowds gathering. They were like booing them, and and it broke us. Like it broke my heart you know, seeing these, um, people that are celebrating pride and then like the religious people actually creating a gap and a, and a disdain and a Mm -hmm. disdainful taste for Jesus. And my friends got so mad They're like, we should go over there and talk to them. Like, I don't know. I don't think that would be very fruitful, but we could walk over there and release the Holy Spirit in that same place where they were standing. And so that's what we did. Mm Um, they, they were like being booed. So they walked away. And we, like, went to that same location and found, like, a little grassy patch. It was, like, kind of in the middle of the festival um, and just started flagging. And there was, like, you know, people walking by, and it, like, drew people in. It was crazy. People started walking past, and they were like, can I try? You know, those are so beautiful. Can I try? And so we would let them play with our flags and talk to them, and we probably were there for, like, 45 minutes in this one location and we're able to pray for people. One guy got healed. Wow. he, He had a, he had a bandage, like a, his hand wrapped up and, um, I was talking to someone else and he was behind me talking to my friend Jillian and all of a sudden I hear, Oh my gosh, how did you do that? And I turned am like what, what just happened? He's like, she's like his hand got healed and she's wow. jumping up and down. Wow. And I was like, I grabbed my phone. And I was like, can I record you? He's like, yeah, okay. I'm like, tell me what happened. And so I have the video on my Facebook. It's so crazy. That's and he's,
1: fantastic. He's
3: like my hand. I, I like it's just uh, how did you do that and he's like taking off his wrap and like showing his friends like look at this
0: Mm -hmm. i
3: can move my hand it was it was just wild and and we were able to speak identity to him and go like did you know that jesus loves you like that's why he healed you he's trying to get your attention and and it seemed like he actually knew who jesus was and had been Mm -hmm. running from him Mm -hmm. um and so there was just all another another guy i got to talk to he was um um, dr- he was like dressed in drag. And so I actually, after talking to him, I found out that he was in transition. Like he's in the middle of transition. Um, but I, I commented on his hair. He like came over cause he saw the flags and just was talking to us. And mm-hmm. he was wearing this beautiful platinum wig that went into <sighs> pink. And I was like, oh, wow. your hair is beautiful. I just love your hair. And he was like, just, we just struck up conversation. He commented on my earrings Um, that Krista actually gave to me, they're like these little spaceship earrings. Oh, fun. Yeah. And I told him, He's like, I love your earrings. They're so cute. And I'm like, oh, thanks. They're from like my spiritual mom. And actually they're kind of like this inside joke we have. We, we always joke about, um, how we are the aliens because the Bible says like, this is not our home. Like our home is in heaven. We're seated in heavenly places and we're in the world and not of it. And so we're just passing through. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it opened up this whole conversation about God and spirituality. Mm -hmm. And um, he, I was actually, it was, it felt so redeeming because um, seeing the, like the spewing of religious, the religious spirit from the picketers, being able to look him in the eyes with like actual love and say, like, God's not far from you. Like, yeah he loves you and he sees you and, and he let me pray for him. I said, like, is there anything, can I just pray a blessing over you? Or is there anything you would ask Jesus, like a big miracle you would ask Jesus for if he was standing here right now?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And he, that's when he told me, he's like, well, I'm actually in transition right now and it's really hard. And, um, just shared with me some of about some of that journey and was like tearing up. And I was yeah. He let me pray for him and I was just spoke life over him and like, yeah. God doesn't hate you. He yeah. loves you a lot. And even yeah. th- it doesn't matter what you're doing. He's done all the heavy lifting to be with you mm. and he, he wants to meet with you. And so I just prayed that he would continue to encounter God and, and that he would like reveal himself. Um, wow. And so it was just, it was powerful. There were so many, so many moments like that. Just but you from- were
1: given an opportunity to plant a seed. Mm-hmm. where maybe the other group might not have ever gotten that opportunity you yeah. know a seed of love and redemption was actually planted in that moment
3: mm-hmm. yeah. it was it really marked me like i was telling vinny i i do love like doing evangelism but that felt so different I felt like so, um, like a heart connection, Mm -hmm. just like looking these people in the eyes and knowing, and and it circles back to the family, knowing that they're looking for family and they actually find it in this pride community, Uh but it's because, because they,
1: yeah, because I'm sure it's like, they know they're desperate for family. They all are, and they find it in each other, you Mm -hmm. know?
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I got a prophetic picture while you were talking about the the flagging and I was thinking about God often speaks to me through the different movies and stuff I'm a, I've been recently rewatching the entire Lord of the Rings series nice and there's this scene when um two brothers who are part of the one of the bigger kingdoms they come and they take back mm-hmm. territory from the enemy the, what was the first thing they did when they got victory in that territory do you know Mm -mm. they planted a flag they put a flag of their nation (coughs) in that spot that's so good and said this is this belongs to our kingdom now and i felt like and then i kept hearing this um standard bearer over you and Mm -hmm. if you think about what that means in the kingdom the standard would go before the king and it was to signal this kingdom is coming to you Wow. And it would bear the crest of the king, and they were the standard bearer. They would come and they'd say, Make way, the king's coming. You know, they'd come with the herald. Mm -hmm. (coughs) And then they would, that's how you knew that was the kingdom, is because they had the standard. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so when you're doing that, especially the ones that God specifically says, These are the colors, this is the verse, that's the standard Mm -hmm. you're creating. So Mm -hmm. when you go into the atmosphere with that standard, you're marking that territory for the kingdom. And I'm wondering if maybe that had something to do with why you saw the shift in the atmosphere that way, because you were literally warring in the spirit Mm -hmm. with your flags that represented something
0: Mm -hmm. saying,
1: Hey, we're here on behalf of the King. That kingdom is greater, right? In John, it says the darkness cannot push back, cannot hold back the light. So you come in there with boldness, with that standard, you're shifting who knows how many blocks mm. that began to shift, wow. you know? So yeah. Anyway, I just think that's, that's so cool. Very, very cool.
3: Yeah. I love looking at that. Like the, the idea of like how flags were used in the history, like cause I, I actually Googled that one time, like, God, I don't think flags are in the Bible anywhere, but will, will you show me why this is important to you? Like I've been mm-hmm. asking him that question because mm-hmm it's fun, but like, this is also important to you, Lord. So can you show me why? And that's something that I found, like just in a Google search one day, like flags used in history, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a kingly, like it establishes the kingdom, you know, like yeah. when you, you, you put a flag somewhere and it, it marks what kingdom you're a part of. Yes. And um, it's, yeah, it's just like a sign of kingship. And, um, mm-hmm.
1: and that's yeah. where that, those passages that say the standard, Or they say, I am my beloved's and he is mine. His banner over me Mm -hmm. is love. His Mm -hmm. standard over me is love. His flag over me is love. That's what that that means. Mm So, yeah.
3: Yeah, I love that. Very cool.
2: That reminds me, recently, Jackie and I were on a date and we went up to the highest point in Cincinnati. And um, we actually got out one of her flags. And this was so cool. She has a a big white flag that she wrote Yahweh on. Mm. And she was just waving it over our city at like the highest point. Mm -hmm. And you could see the sun was setting in the background. And the light would shine through the flag. And it was creating a fiery cross image Mm. on the flag. It was absolutely insane. Yeah, that was
3: so (laughs) crazy.
2: But I was getting that picture um, just like declaring over... Cincinnati yeah. that mm-hmm. like, yeah. this, this is God's kingdom here. You
1: mm-hmm. know?
2: And actually that was the scripture, his banner over us is love. Mm-hmm. That I, I put that little caption on there,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but yeah. It's so
1: true. And it's, and think of the willing parties, the people who are just willing, like the Israelites who marched around Jericho, you know, Gideon, all those people, the, the willing parties, that's all he needs is someone to anchor that standard into the ground mm-hmm marking heaven connecting to earth and he Mm -hmm. can do stuff like he can be God and do what he needs to do. So I just think, I think that's fantastic. I'm excited to see what the Lord's going to do with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure. And I think bringing the kingdom, there are physical things that we can do that say to the kingdom of darkness. And another thing I heard someone preach on this, that I thought, again, this blew my mind. The kingdom of heaven is inside of us, Right. And so this person was saying, everywhere you place your feet,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you are announcing to the kingdom of darkness that the kingdom of heaven is advancing. Yes. God. When you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, that is what you are saying mm-hmm. yep. to that spiritual world. And adding with the flag to that, you're, you're not just saying kingdom of heaven is advancing. You're saying kingdom of heaven is coming and we're establishing a standard. Mm-hmm. And
3: it's so good
1: fantastic. Wow. Um, all right. So we've gone about an hour and a half guys. Um, I think maybe now, unless you have something else you'd like to say, maybe now would be a great time to pray for people. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Okay.
2: Yeah. Jesus. I just thank you uh, for this time, Lord. I thank you for this conversation that it's testifying to your, your goodness and your glory, Lord. And we're, um, just even in And talking about this, we're prophesying um, Mm -hmm. over the listeners, Lord God, and what you want to do in us as far as our creativity, as far as how we steward kingdom, uh, family and relationships, Lord Mm -hmm. God, I ask for more, um, more healing, uh, through, through your kingdom being established in families, Lord God, uh, more of your lordship and your, um, and your fatherhood in our Mm -hmm. lives, God, that you would teach us to be, um, spiritual mothers and fathers and mm-hmm. brothers and sisters, Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, God, I just thank you for what you're doing in the in the creative um, community in the church, God, that you're redeeming and restoring uh, the arts and dance and music uh, to the kingdom, that it would all be for your glory, God. I thank you that you care about our expression, God, that you've put it in us, Lord and that mm-hmm. it lifts you up so god we just say yes to um, to being creatives, god we say yes god that every time we would sit down we would just begin to to um you would begin to purify those things in us god as we we sit down and and, and do them unto you lord mm-hmm. god and and just by being who you created us to be lord mm
3: mm-hmm. yeah god and i just thank you for what you're doing in the earth in this season and um for raising up um the artists and and for calling out the creative the creativity in your church god mm-hmm. and we just say that you're worthy of it you're worthy mm-hmm. of this expression um and all of it is yours god all of this um all of this expression belongs to you jesus um, yeah. And I just release over anyone listening, like I a, a just call out the creativity and mm-hmm. anybody listening and, and we just break off lies that um, that they can't or they they they're not good or that they don't have time
0: mm-hmm. um,
3: for the expression, God. And I just I just release like more freedom to walk this out, God, because this is something you're doing in the body in this season. Um, yeah. And, and we just thank you for the kingdom families that you're raising up.
2: Yeah. And I just see like creative sparks resting on people and I see the Lord blowing on them right now. So we just partner with you, Lord, just blow mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now. We just, yeah. Lord God, that you would begin to just, um, breathe God, breathe on that creativity, Lord, mm-hmm. that, oh my goodness, that that we would set the standard, Lord God, mm-hmm. in the kingdom, that creativity mm. belongs to you, God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So yeah, Lord, we champion that right now. We partner with you and blow on every creative spark and flame that you put in us right mm-hmm. now, in Jesus' name.
3: Yeah, God, and I, I thank you for creating space in our lives for it and so we just we just ask for um spaces to be made for Mm -hmm. anyone that you're um calling into this place god would you create a physical space for this to flow um and not in isolation god but in the context of family Mm -hmm. and community um will this thing flourish so we just yeah Mm -hmm. we just thank you for breathing on it in jesus name
2: amen
1: amen all right you guys thank you so much for joining us um, today and viewers thank you as well tomorrow we have andrew Tao, and it will be me again hosting and then jeff will be back on wednesday for the regular programming so just um enjoy i hope this blessed you guys and that you go out and enjoy just that creative spark that god has planted inside of you and you find ways to cultivate that and honor that so thank you for joining us today we will see you tomorrow bye